0: Should we start off the episode by talking about the fact that servers and bartenders pay
2: more in taxes annually than our
0: fraud of a president?
2: <laughs> yeah, I think we just did uh, seven hundred and fifty big ones. I was also like looking to see what like an because a- like the average Mar a Lago trip was like three point four million dollars. Is that right? That's what that's what I googled, and that I was like, what's the percentage of this? And it's like. 2.5% of 1% does that make so 1% of what 3.4 million dollars is take the 2.5% of that and that $750 like that's how I broke it down in my head which, it, if, it, if it doesn't make sense It shouldn't, because none of it does None of it does Also,
0: $70,000 Hair budget per year Can you even can you even start thinking About the spray tan budget And the, the soiled collars Of all of his shirts that just are Destroyed can every night
2: Can you think about the catch up budget Oh
1: boy
0: <laughs> I oh, mean, this is going to come out later in the week For sure, uh, it is a Monday And we're recording, so this may be old news but if you've been living under a rock Trump doesn't pay his taxes But servers, busboys, dishwashers, bartenders All of us low-earning, tip-based
2: workers We all pay our taxes mm-hmm. That bitch mm-hmm. don't pay Mm-mm. I can't believe Fuck. we started this episode uh with a tip. Boom! Alright guys,
0: well welcome to Side Work Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. Hi guys, I am your other host, Andrea Wallace. And joining us today... Listen, he's done it all, but most importantly, he used he's done, to work. He's oh, I'm just, I was going to say, okay, how dare you? How what? dare you? What? We'll, we'll he's up. done you. <laughs> I know, and he's he's, he's done, done you. It, he's done me too. <laughs> Fine, we're out, out with it. But he's most importantly known from California Pizza Kitchen. Give it oh. up for uh, Sean Parkinson, everybody. Hello, Sean,
1: aka Josh Tree.
0: Yeah, that's his. That's his. We we just got out of the desert a bit ago, and you know he's just like, hey, what's hey, what's up? My name's Josh. Josh Tree.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. Joshua Tree. He's just like the, uh, he's like the casual version. That's fun. Is there a CPK in Josh Tree? Not no, yet. There
1: isn't. And well, it's, uh, it's a damn shame.
2: It's a damn shame. We. But there
1: is one in Maralago.
2: Oh. oh sure, that makes sense to me. <laughs> okay, so Sean,
0: like we got a little mm-hmm. brave yesterday, and we kind of were like, "All yeah. right, let's let's go to the old area of Brand Boulevard, Phil's Coffee, oh, Egg God. Slut, that area." Mm-hmm. Oh man, Egg I'm gonna slut. recommend don't do don't do it. Just don't mm-hmm. go that way. It's
2: wild over there. And the one thing I will say that uh, I, I don't I like is that they have like signs everywhere saying how much you'll be fined if you like take your mask off. Which at least they're like putting like fear into people with that, but
1: except for think, the fact that I think
2: that if there's people who have like experienced genocide, which is the Armenian people <laughs> that now like live there, they're probably like fine me. I lived through a genocide. Go ahead, Fuck you. I can handle a fine. <laughs> no, boy. Anyway.
0: dude, it was insanity. Though their business model right now, ugh, God, because. It's usually lines out the door, all these restaurants clustered really close to one another, but they all decided along the block that it's going to be app based ordering. Like it was a shit show. I don't even know it's how to decide. Like you can only get apps? That's crazy the no. only
1: way they I would know. let you order.
0: So so we're just like okay cool let's get in line and then everyone was standing there like a weird turd you know and we're like are you in line are you in line what's going on and then this guy just kind of like real angrily is like you got to download the apps and so it was a shit that show happened. yep shit show where we had to download a bunch of shit and I get
2: it it's like when you like if you before you get on the plane if you like don't download the app like you don't get access to like the entertainment you know what i mean it's the same thing I get it. Everything's fucked. I mean, it makes sense that you just like order, I don't know. Everybody is just trying to do the best they can. They they are. We I mean, we had like a
0: real heated discussion though in the car where
1: mm-hmm. we got in a fight basically. We
0: did sort of get in a fight. <laughs> it yeah. happens. It's, our, it's our first fight, babe. But like it it's just like, Sean, you wanted to go in there and correct it. I mean, uh, the situation. The situation. Yes. A fight broke out outside of Shake Shack because. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, there was just no order. There were two lines and they weren't specific lines. Um, you basically had a choice on which line to wait on.
0: <laughs> and it might have been the wrong one.
1: It, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> so, and then like you get to the front of the. Line which is where the counter Was which was Basically like where everyone was just gathering Like once you get to the front It's like I guess we just All kind of just let's
2: just all cluster (laughs) Here and ask if our orders ready because No one's in charge and no one's wrangling The cattle that's the problem There needs to be a cattle wrangler There was like if there was fucking wrangler You know it's like there's burgers you eat and those cows Got wrangled before they were murdered and you can eat Them so you need to be wrangled too Mm -hmm. Anyway I'm not like pushing a political statement I'm just saying we're cattle (laughs) um well should we
0: jump into some headlines all right so this first headline is coming to us from Roy Utah
2: been there been there yeah I was born in Utah Roy has this amazing uh place called burger bar that has like fresh raspberry milkshakes and like french fries and when we were kids you'd like You'd like get both and you'd like dip your fries in the milkshake. Anyway, continue with your, <laughs> your headline.
0: <laughs> you have absolutely said those exact words in a podcast episode about a year ago.
2: Makes sense. Yep. It's
0: yep. a good memory. <laughs> That's very, very Andrea. On on brand for Andrea. It's on Brandria. Um <laughs> sorry. You were on Brandria
2: yesterday with your Shake Shack Zilbacle.
0: Yeah, I know we, we, didn't, we didn't appreciate it So, okay This is Roy, Utah uh, An 89-year-old Weber County man Has become Weber, Weber County Weber, Weber Okay, sorry, Miss Utah Local Um, A Weber County man Who's 89 years old Has become TikTok famous Because the community came together To deliver him a huge tip Because homeboy Is still delivering pizzas At age 89 Because he can't pay his bills Damn This is the country We're living in people But this is a Feel good story There's a, a local guy Cool dude Alright His name is Carlos Valdez He basically Loves him Some Papa John's God one day We gotta turn him on
2: To some
1: Papa Sean's Papa
0: Sean's <laughs> They they do it different
1: Just sir.
2: It's like Instead of like Vons It's John's like Or Sean's That could be <laughs> Also you could have a Grocery uh, store. Okay, go ahead. I love it. I love it. So I'm just
1: uh, just writing this down.
0: You are writing it down. We have to manifest new business ideas in this time of pandemic. Mm -hmm. But uh, okay, so essentially, this guy Carlos Valdez loves his Papa John's, orders it on the regular, and he knows that the 89 year old whose name is, oh my God, he's got the cutest old man name. His name is Derlin Nui. Um, That is such a Utah 89-year-old name. So he he always shows up at the door, and when Carlos opens the door, he says, hello, are you looking for some pizza? That's his catchphrase. And then he's like, I got your pizza right here. So anyways, he's taken a lot of videos of him over time and put a compilation together, put it out on TikTok, was like, let's all do something really nice for this guy. It's wrong that our seniors are working well into their 80s to make ends meet, and the community put together twelve thousand dollars for Durland. Hell Yeah. I know. Go watch it. It's so sweet. He's just like shaking. He's like, I I, I can't ever thank you. And it's heartwarming, but it's also fucked up.
1: I'm not moved.
2: You're not moved, <laughs> yeah. you. I, I you know, and Derlin, bless him, and like he shouldn't have to work that hard. But doesn't Derlin sound like a nickname like Merlin got like in middle school, where he like he, they were like he was like kind of a dumbass. They'd be like Derlin. Anyway, that's it's my Merlin. take on that name. It's Derlin. No, Nothing it's against Merlin. this Derlin. I'm just saying, <laughs> it could be used to make fun of Merlin. <laughs> I mean, it's
0: like Dumbledore I, is already like, okay, he was definitely bullied. They the call him Dumbledore. It'd be Dumbledore. Yeah, Dumbledore.
2: Well, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Oh, great. For story. sure. This is a Amazing. great
0: story. Just a little heartwarming thing. TikTok can yeah. be used for good
2: and absolutely, also it has. It absolutely. Yes. Um, next story which you put in here. Uh Indiana restaurants and bars get the green light to open at full capacity according to eater.com. Oh dear
0: So we don't even need to like Read the content Of the article Uh, I'm just mad and have things to say
1: Yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) How does that make you feel Sean? Where are you at on the dining out spectrum at the moment?
1: Uh, I am closer Especially since our trip to uh, Josh Tree Yep, yep uh, Where we uh, Did partake in uh, the outdoor dining experience Which, you know, was a little uh, It was scary, it was new It was a little scary at first But, uh, you know, uh, we were there And uh, we tried to do it We, I was wearing two masks <laughs> <laughs> We, uh, I took it off obviously to eat chips and salsa I was starting to feel good And then all of a sudden a, You know, a bachelorette party showed up
2: Right and, I know. Uh, this fucking storm
1: it, it is <laughs> really possible. I mean,
2: look, anybody who's at stage five opening, good, but like numbers are still kind of starting to climb. So like this might not even last that long. For me, because winter's coming, you know what I mean? It's almost like it's gonna be one last push for the restaurant industry to actually like get people in. But this is all open inside too. I don't and, and I still think most restaurants, like, they also have their own rules. So, you, like, anywhere else, so you have people who are, like, super strict. You follow our fucking policy where there's people wrangling. And then there's places where it's just willy-fucking-nilly. You know, it's across the board madness. It's, and-
0: it's so ridiculous that they're doing this push basically to just once again watch it get shut down again within a month. And this is just fucking with people more than just staying the course of like we are takeout only or we are outdoor dining only you know all the inventive folks who are coming up with ways to make a a patio more year round okay great it's not gonna be easy to do but um, Mm -hmm. it's just mind-blowing to me that they're just saying full capacity but you're supposed to social distance That's the rule Is they're saying Well maintain social distancing But that's not what A restaurant or bar is they You're only supposed to see
1: A certain percentage
0: No that's done It's gone from Indiana And Florida Indoors or out Full capacity Once again
2: Well I mean I'm pretty sure Like Nebraska's full capacity Like they don't give a fuck Like I, I mean they have mask mandates Like And there are some places Where you can eat outside And stuff but like And I think again It's just business to business But there's like people Who are just Bars to me are the biggest issue Like especially like if you're sitting at The actual bar and you have the bartender there It's like well what's to say there's like This like foot and a half partition of mm-hmm. like I mean even though if you're wearing a mask I just it's all fucking Nuts Well it's when there's alcohol anymore.
1: involved too uh, Everybody you know, right the more that's alcohol- the thing y- y- yelling, And people yelling, are blah 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 and all singing. over each other So
0: it's yeah It's Droplet a lot Droplet Town Droplet Town Oh my god That should be the name Of a new uh, Special a drink DJ feature.
1: Droplets
0: DJ Droplets um, <laughs> Yeah dude That's that's very upsetting Just wanted to throw it out there For any of our listeners Working in the Indiana Or Florida uh, Region Well that's not a region They're states But um Hit us up. Let us know how you're feeling. That that can't be a nice feeling as a restaurant worker, but at least you guys are the ones who can choose to remain protected the entire shift.
2: Totally. Are you crazy?
0: Andrea, I think it's time for once again some listener-submitted
2: COVID-related content. All right,
0: this one comes from our buddy, Of the podcast Josette She says Dear ladies This is my sister's story But I think it's a life lesson My sister is the head barista Manager of a coffee shop In Tennessee She's also immunocompromised And has been extremely careful About their policies Once they reopened for business Since most of her employees Were nervous But needed money Tennessee, these are in parentheses, Tennessee really shit the bed with their unemployment during COVID-19, so no one was paid out. Oh, Wow. Great. Good job. Okay, so one of the college kids who works for the coffee shop tested positive but didn't tell anyone. And then this college kid also lives with another employee there who thought it was okay to come in for her double shift on a Saturday after having taken a COVID test but without getting the results back. What the fuck and, you know, Knowing her roommate was positive Neither of them told my sister about this Until Monday morning Not only is the coffee shop now just shut down And all their accompanying food trucks cancelled She says my sister now has to quarantine And pray she didn't catch it Her last two tests were negative But one more week from now to know for sure Oh good god So she says I love how you ladies have stressed in the past how servers need to have each other's backs. And I think this falls in the same category. This isn't coming into work with a cold, it's COVID. What do you ladies think? Where do fellow servers draw the line between empathy for another broke ass server, but also keeping your fellow servers safe? Cheers, Josette.
2: You don't, you what? tell, you disclose everything. You can't not tell everybody everything. That's bonkers. Like, it's, it's such. A Stupid.
0: college mentality not a Ricky Yeah move. you're young Ricky and you move. just don't
2: think things affect you And I mean it's What a shame It's really a shame and and
0: for any of our college age listeners out there We know there are some of you in your early 20s Like listen I too was once your age And indestructible Um, it, it, It's just it's not This is truly hurting people I know it's really scary in these times when we don't know where our next paycheck is coming from. We've had our jobs go away, come back, go away again. But I'm sorry, you could kill your boss and then you really won't have a job. Yeah,
2: being indestructible doesn't like equal, it shouldn't equal being irresponsible, you know, is I think what it is. And I think it's like, if if we're learning anything, we have to like stick together in order for this to stop. And yeah, and just don't fuck around with it, man. Even if, real. Yeah, even if you want to kill your boss, even if you want to kill your boss, which we do, you it's know? not cool. It's not I, cool, guys. Yeah, we've all had those thoughts. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. But don't, don't, don't act on them. I mean, that's it's like in jest. It's like, oh, oh wouldn't that be funny? Moving on to some server submitted stories. <laughs> First story. I was working at a nice hotel in a very expensive resort town. I had a group with an older white guy. You know the type, loud, know-it-all, trying to impress people. Uh, but at the same time, I don't mind these types since they tip well and generally know how going out to eat works. He asked me for the wine list, which I give him. This is a more than decent wine list. It's got classics like Jordan Cobb and La Crema Pinot, etc. And we have a nicer vintages uh, list That you have to ask about The guy looks at the list and loudly Says the varietals and absolutely Starts butchering the names Peanut Nayar, (laughs) Merlot He exclaims (laughs) I don't have an issue with people not knowing silly French names Or not much about wine I'm happy to educate or just give you a glass Of what you might enjoy, sweet, dry, heavy, light Whatever So uh, I'm unfazed until he exclaims, I'm sorry, but your wine selection is shit. <laughs> and he tosses his menu into my arms. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm really not sure how to react. Like, is he trolling me? Uh, but this is an expensive hotel and an expensive place to eat. So I apologize and start rattling off some delicious craft beers we have to offer. He's very happy with that. And he has a great time with his buddy and tip well. So, uh, yay. <laughs> i don't think he was looking at the vintage but wanted something like a hundred years old i don't know who knows i truly wish i had kept a journal for the last 10 years i have so many stories and i bet so many i've forgotten about service is truly a passion of mine i made so many friends met thousands of people and even met my now husband while bartending Fuck yeah! Hmm. please keep the stories coming they remind me of better and hilarious times keep it up cat Great Thanks. story. Thanks, Kat. I know, Bucking, throwing menus at you. What a dick! That guy was just like. I think he just like didn't know what he was like getting himself into I'll have And a and he was just like, yeah, he was like, I'm angry. This is bad. I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. Announced
1: beers either. Yeah.
0: Right. Wait. Is like. Is that the like the Chris Angel? Not Chris Angel, but who's like the um the pickup artist guy. Uh, basically, he's he's like if I don't understand it, I'm just gonna neg it, and like that's that was his I don't
1: know I <laughs> that's his
0: plan. He's like I actually don't know anything about wine, so I'm just gonna say the wine selection is shit. That is a Donald Trump move right there. Is, <laughs> I would totally do that. You're always right.
1: Hey Brooke and Andrea, I just remembered this one time when I served a table that proposed to his fiance. Nothing was mentioned by the guy. It seemed like a normal lunch date between a couple. They may have been more dressed up than you would expect, but being a server, you never really pay attention to it. I don't remember exactly where I was, but I know I had front row seating as this was my table. I remember the guy getting up and getting on his knees. He asked the question and the restaurant was listening. Her answer was met by applause from the dining room and it was a beautiful moment. The only thing that cracks me up about the event was the fact that it happened at drumroll, the International House of Pancakes. <laughs> yeah. Even to this day, I still wonder if it's ever if it's ever brought up dur- if it's ever brought up during an argument or fight <laughs> between that couple. That's <laughs> so good. I do hope they are still together, unless it wasn't a good marriage. Godspeed. Good tips.
2: Um, oh, I love wait. that That's awesome Very cute. I mean Brian and I got engaged at a bar that did turtle racing <laughs> Oh my what god is that <laughs> Turtle racing Do take a moment to is explain real quick is it Oh like it we sounds? were drunk It wasn't like anything super formal It was just like there was a place down the street From us what was it called Joe's it was in Chicago Down the street and they had turtle racing Which then since was it was outlawed yeah. If you can believe it <laughs> But like on certain nights They would just bring a turtle outnumbered and you just Like bet on a turtle and just watch it Go down the way um, But that's where we were and we were drinking And the, someone randomly like Played our song on the jukebox and then we were Wasted and we were like I would, I would get married to you if you married to me <laughs> And wow. then we said yes and then we actually called that and if we were like officially like I think we just we're going to do it one day. It wasn't super official. Although like part of me is like should I have had someone get on a knee? And the answer is no. I'm okay, you know. <laughs> but I hopefully that couple still is like me when they get in fights they like fuck and then go eat pancakes afterwards, you know. Mm. Hopefully.
0: Y- yummy. Um. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh you guys please continue to send your server submitted stories to us you can email them uh, sideworkpod at gmail.com you can also DM them to our Instagram sidework podcast they're a little harder to read but we'll get them we'll deal with you if you can't be bothered to open up your email and write (laughs) (laughs) all right so you guys uh, our topic of the day uh, we will get to that briefly but first and foremost uh, Sean yeah, please, please do tell us a little bit about your illustrious career serving in the greater Los Angeles area.
1: Well, it was a long time ago. OK,
0: fair enough. Same with some of us.
1: But seeing as I've lived in Los Angeles for more than most people have.
0: <laughs> yeah. Longer than natives. people
1: who are from here. Uh yeah, I did. I worked at uh the California Pizza Kitchen. I, at first, I worked at the one in Marina Del Rey because it, and I lived in Hollywood, but it was the only job I could find, <laughs> and it was as a host. Ooh, okay. Because at the California Pizza Kitchen. Uh, they run things a little differently there. Oh, yeah? Well, you have to be a host before you wait tables or become a... That's just how they do it. It's a corporate thing. You gotta cut your
2: teeth. I see. Exactly.
1: Uh, So you have to wear... A ridiculous vest. Ooh, a vest is involved.
2: Oh No, what could we
0: describe this? I'm just trying to picture. It's a black vest, okay.
1: But the ties—it was like that weird design. I don't know if they. I, you know, I I've been to one. Tiny
2: pepperonis on it. <laughs> it's very like california cuisine, 90s 2000 <laughs> yeah like. it
1: was like their take at a trendy tie yeah. it was like a yellow tie that was their color um and it was sort of checkered i, I don't know what i don't know what the design was but it was uh, sure. I, I mean i've been to one recently and they're wearing totally normal stuff i mean it's like are you kidding
0: yeah, you, you're like, I had to dress like a fucking checkered cab Like, it looks like a checkered yeah. cab I
2: like that you were there Like in the old days of it, though yeah, Like you I had mean, to assume that so- uniform Because yeah. now, I mean, and I don't know if you feel this way Like, I'm sure it's changed and it's completely different Than it was when you were there
1: Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think it's probably still corporate as hell, but oh yes. You know, you have to ask, you know, do you want this? Do you want that? Because you have those people that come in. I can't remember what they're called. But shoppers,
0: the secret shoppers. Shoppers, Shoppers. there it is. Yeah, 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 baby. Uh
1: so yeah, uh I hosted at the one in Marina Del Rey and I was late to work every single day. (laughs) You would not
0: adjust your schedule. Every single
1: it wasn't that I it's a big well, commute. It's a commute. Like, yeah, you're yeah. you're on the 405 to the 90 every day. And, uh, I mean, I would give myself an hour. I lived in, you know, uh, in Hollywood, you know, on... Um, Nobody knows. That's, Nobody okay. knows, right? Really. Anyway. <laughs> uh, anyhow, yeah, so it would take me that long, and I would still be late. And then finally, the you know, the general manager was like... I don't want to fire you, but this is ridiculous. So I'm going to transfer you <laughs> to the one closer to your house.
2: Yes. Oh. That's nice.
1: And I hosted there.
2: Which, where was that location?
1: Uh, Beverly Center. Ah. Uh. I know. Right. Now, right busier. Tour- was that a busier location? Oh, it's tourists. Uh, um. So it's busy. Yeah it's busy I mean they both Were pretty busy
0: Well people like to Come to California To get that real Authentic I mean, California
1: Pizza I mean, Right out that, of the Kitchen Yep. Yeah <laughs> Uh yeah People I mean, just walking else? Right
2: in the kitchen Just taking You couldn't pizzas. get a Barbecue chicken
1: pizza Anywhere else
0: No right. you couldn't I, And that's We've had a few Arguments where I'm like No that That is a sacrilegious Fucking pizza It's Barbecue and see, chicken On a pizza It's not bad If that it's done right It's good Exactly it. Yeah Mm-hmm. Anyway. Andrea's Andrea's a way more open-minded eater than I am. Um, I'm
1: learning a lot about you, Brooke.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I'm pretty. I'm like pretty laid back about certain things, but I like I fully fucking put my foot down. Andrea, Brian, everyone else knows I'm weird about coffee, weird about margaritas,
2: and now I have opinions about chicken on pizza. So here we are. Well, we got bar- we probably shouldn't even talk about Thai Thai chicken pizza then. If I, you don't I don't like barbecue it. chicken. I, I like a Thai chicken pizza. What the <laughs> fuck?
1: I used to get they have that tricolore. It was like the salad on uh, the pizza with like the thin. Oh yeah. Yep. That was the bomb.
0: That sounds delicious though.
1: Yeah, that was good. That was one yeah. of the more healthier options. Now you can get like veal baccata there. Oh fuck yeah. Hell yeah. How so,
2: long how long were you there? How long did you work at California In
1: total. Two years. About. Two years. Yeah. I, I eventually moved on to uh wait the tables, but uh not for long because I, you know, my life took me in a different direction. But as, as it
2: does. Can't yeah. stay can't stay at C P K for F's, you know? I mean
1: you know, I kinda wanted to You loved it. I did. I mean i I was so young, but
2: yeah. <laughs> what well, was the ship I, meal like? Did you get like was it half off, or did you like get when a you were a like host? You shift? got a
1: free meal, Fuck of course, yeah. and you could get whatever you wanted. Um, but yeah, I think when you were a server, you got twenty percent discount. Maybe I don't.
2: That's about it. That's really? it. I... <laughs> Fuck that place! I don't Ew. remember.
1: I, I I feel it was so long ago, but I feel like the deal wasn't that good. And they didn't
0: give you a shift meal. Yeah, didn't it feed you not
1: as a server.
0: I could see that as corporate. I've never had a corporate waiting job, so I know that we weren't fed.
2: I mean, you know. the only one that I have the big, huge thing was being fed a family meal. That was like that was like a huge part of it. So,
1: yeah, from what I remember, yeah, they you got like a discount. Oh my god,
2: they're like
0: good for our frozen products in your local grocery store. aisle yeah. thank you so
1: much. It wasn't a bad place to work, no, though. no, I mean, they're, they're
0: everywhere, and especially when you picture Los Angeles, everything's like bright and airy. Um, you know, I'm just I, I personally, it's a bit of a mystery to me. I've never been in one, maybe when
1: I was really no, I've one?
0: never been
2: in one.
1: We're going. I mean,
2: they're all over. honestly, every time I drive past one, I feel like they're a lot busier than I expect them to be. Oh, that's
0: People saying something. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did you move on to waiting tables after that?
1: I think that was my oh no that was it. I that moved was into, it. You were just fully I moved into CPK? The film business. Nice. I worked at a you know, I worked at a coffee shop before oh, yeah. I don't I don't know if we discuss coffee shops on this. Oh, podcast, yeah, we do. We sure do. Yeah, I worked at uh, I, the the, um, the coffee shop at Fred Siegel's in Santa Monica mm. because it was the only job I could find.
0: Yeah, yeah, fair enough.
1: But that was exciting. I learned how to make I coffee. Bet. Learned how to serve customers. Fashion and
2: coffee. Smell, it sounds great.
0: Okay, you've you've done the shit. You can talk about our topic of the day. Without a doubt, which it's time to just talk about the science and the art behind menus. If you all were not aware that the origin, meaning of the word menu, uh, duh, it's a list of the dishes served at a meal. It is the bill of fare, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's the lineup. It's a food lineup. <laughs> and menus, basically, uh, they, as, as a list of prepared foods, have been discovered dating all the way back to the Song Dynasty in China. Cool. Uh, right? Right? We've been telling people what no substitutions since <laughs> ancient <laughs> times. <laughs> but um, so basically, you know, when you think about the origin of restaurants and the need for a menu, uh, this whole idea of larger cities and merchants finding a way to cater to busy customers who didn't have time or energy to prepare an evening meal. So basically this started uh, in the Song Dynasty and spread, you know, probably at that point, like westward across Europe. Uh, The word menu is actually a French word. And um, I also thought this was like really interesting. Um, It comes from uh, sort of also the family of the word resume, You know because it's a detailed list Oh sure Right like a resume or a menu Like hey this is my work menu (laughs) This is my appetizers These were my internships Here's my
1: headshot and menu
0: (laughs) You're hired I'll eat here (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so the original menus That offered consumers actual choices Back in the day in France Were prepared on small chalkboards And in French uh, A cart That means so um, foods chosen from a bill of fare are described as a la carte, meaning according to the board. I did know that,
2: actually. I was like, oh, I know that. I know that one.
0: (laughs) So those are old menus. You've got the a la carte. You've got the resume, which is the menu. And so now, like, let's flash forward to current times. We've got. What kind of menu? I mean, we can put anything on a table anymore. You've got your dinner menu, your wine list, your drink menu, your beer list, dessert, happy hour, brunch menu, lunch menu, and let us not forget the kids menu. It's <laughs> and the crayons. And the crayons. It's a sure. own entity. But uh, I found it sort of interesting that children's menus are barely 100 years old because kids were absolutely not allowed out. Oh, and,
1: no.
2: Of course, if, sure. women, yeah, if women no. weren't, then definitely the kids weren't. I mean, and, I don't even think kids were, like, allowed to, like, eat at the dining room table for dinner. They were, like, fed in the kitchen and, like, put to bed before, like, dad got home from work, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and if I can be honest, that
0: sounds dreamy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If I would have kids one day, I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want those fuckers out of sight before we eat dinner." Don't bring them out in public. I know. Well, that's that's sort of our messaging in general, still to this day. Yeah, and and again with kids coming out because it was finally socially acceptable for women to eat outside the home, which we've taught mm-hmm. you know we've talked about ad nauseum on this podcast. Um, basically, you know, department stores had dining rooms, which is where women were allowed to hang out. You know, sure. maybe the occasional corner cafe or tavern. Yeah. And where the women went, so did the children. So uh, basically, they kind of saw a cash cow if they were to cater specifically to have a little menu to give to the kids. Because prior to that, kids ate whatever the adults were eating. It's like, here, Shit. here's some milk toast, here's a veal lamb chop and <laughs> some sort of weird, nutty, tasteless cake bread. Um, And so then, you know, it became a real Cash cow to basically feed children And they discovered that women and children Were also humans
2: I think it was just like, keep fueling them So they'll like, spend more money, you know, also Of course you know, you gotta like take you know fill up the gas tank and go shop more. It's that's, that's smart. This is Marshall Fields is where this started, right? Yes like, totally in
0: 1916. And you know, and they're still very like, you know, when you see someone put down like a placemat and a menu for a kid specifically, it has the games, the coloring, very mm-hmm. easy puzzles. Because they're
1: not just for kids. That's <laughs> right. true.
2: I've I've I have I, been I can't tell you how many times I have not gotten the maze correct. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: I got lost And I died (laughs) in it Just like The Shining Um, Mm. And you know and, And basically Like obviously The children's menu Is like not a very new Or interesting Uh You know to us sort of thing but it is We all have to deal with do you have a Kids menu if it is a nicer dining Establishment they're just sort of like no you Came to a fancy place and brought kids Fuck you Mm -hmm.
2: oh I tell you When I was a kid I was like no Kids menu for me thanks I'll (laughs) order off where the adults Order off of I was like fuck kids Menu like no uh, thanks I want to I want I'm dining with the big Boys tonight lady I think I kind of agree server you were probably a proper young, you know.
1: I was. I mean, I think you depend on where you went. I mean, my folks would take me out to, you know, nice New York restaurants going out, growing up. But, uh, I think there was the occasion Where I was like I'm not gonna have anything Except a cheeseburger
2: Yeah of yeah, course. Yeah I mean I think it was like And again this same mentality of like Kids are like it's a special occasion For me us growing up Like when we were young If we were like out at a restaurant It was like if you don't behave
1: Yeah oh yeah this
2: This privilege will be revoked from you And you will pay for it after <laughs> dinner You know what I mean like It was like, you can't, you don't fuck around. The end.
0: So, okay, so, and then I think when we think of menus, I mean, it's really funny. They are such normal, tactile, just a part of everyday life when you just think of such a normalization, the most sort of universal thing. And so I always think of the holders. You've got the laminated plastic, like two long pieces of paper. You have the fancier... The covered, maybe a leather bound. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, that's, that's that's. You know you're, you know you're a, somewhere yeah. special. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Is it just one flat piece? Or is right. It, does it open?
0: Yeah. Does, what What does it do? Is <laughs> it a laminated flip book with
2: rings, like a shitty I calendar? Love a, I love a leather bound. I love a weight to a menu like that. That's that's fancy to me. It, oh, it oh, yeah. is definitely very sexy and.
0: I think what's really fun is every restaurant, they are given a choice from ground up while you are opening and thinking about your restaurant. You're like, okay, not only do we have to come up with what is on our menu, what is the actual menu? And there are a lot of people who specifically, um, they, they specialize in making not only the materials, but, Helping you put the flow And kind of get the best psychology Behind it I mean don't get me wrong We're going to get to all the bad menus who Absolutely consulted nobody um, And we're just like (laughs) We're going to write it We're going to write it on the wall fuck you Uh, Totally fine that's also a really valid Form of menu but
1: Can't you read it's on the the Other side of the restaurant It's
0: above the urinal Go in there look at what you want
2: and come back I feel like that's insulting to people who have this accent. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. So,
0: yeah, I mean, it, it's it's funny when you think about, like, what kind of price point are we? What can we afford? Did we blow our budget and we don't have the money for a decent looking menu? It's, it's, if you want to be classy, you kind of have to pay for that privilege, uh, especially if you want anything leather bound Uh, Probably like the turn of the century Though printing ad nauseum Was not available so it was a Huge fucking deal to have Your menus like cranked Out Um, Mm -hmm. I want to talk about Real quick because I know we've all seen The menus where you're like what the fuck Is going on this one is like (laughs) taped over With handwritten shit you know what I'm saying? Like when you go somewhere really old
2: and yeah, you're like, this yeah. and is it's just like the that like the like the 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 prices change and it's taped over or Sharpie's drawn on it or like Yeah. Totally. So basically, um
0: you could only do these like short press runs. And so the solution to get around that was a menu shell with everything on the menu but the prices, because You know maybe every couple months you would have to jack up a price because inflation food costs what have you um every month maybe i don't know there these were different times especially during the the 70s or whatever but you would maybe order like 600 menu shells but only laminate 150 that actually had the prices so that you could keep cycling through them maybe take something off or do they or do like mm-hmm. the, you know, the white it. out yep the white out Ugh, uh-huh. that's a that's a classic move um, and basically you know I think what we see now too which is really normal is you can't fucking like most places it's really expensive to Really have nice tactile paper and print Mm -hmm. out your brand new specials every day. So the Mm -hmm. chalkboard is still a major part that's used everywhere. Oh,
2: yeah. I mean, and I'm, yeah, and chalkboards up until like that was like the thing forever, right? Is like, I mean, until probably like sit down restaurants more, probably like in the 40s, in the 50s, like handed things. Yeah. It's also French.
0: Yes, um so I never I I never stopped to think about the fact that menus, because some are you know, do and look feel cheap, and you're just like, oh, it still costs a lot of money though to keep these up. And when you're wondering why menus look like such a piece of shit at old
2: places, you're like they don't want they don't want to put the cost into that. It's yeah, not they worth just it laminate them. them and spray them down with a cleaning solution and wipe them down and if you're lucky, they wipe them down and they're not sticky. And then there you go. And it's it on to the next table. I
1: hope they're wiping them down them down. Look, I think
2: there. we, well, now, but I think we all know that we've all gotten a hand in a menu that's sticky. Sometimes they just don't get wiped down like they should, you know?
1: This one has a shrimp on it.
2: Ew. <laughs> Gross. That's a I, little canap for you, sir.
0: <laughs> and... And also, to be fair, like, listen, we wouldn't have jobs for hosts, you know, if, if menus didn't need to be cleaned, you know, when they're just standing there picking their ass. Better be spraying down that menu. I've cleaned a lot. I know you have, Sean. Okay, so not only do you have to pick out like the tactile version of it, what is your price point? What does your place look like? There is total psychology in a good menu, in a good menu. Psychology goes into it. And so if you didn't know this, and now when you think about it, the upper right corner, the minute you open a two-sided menu, or even if it's a large piece of flat paper, the upper right corner of every menu is usually if not always reserved for high margin dishes, Mm-hmm. Or supplemental items like appetizers that are very like easy, quick fire. They always sell. It's probably going to be the most popular dish, the go-to, and something where you just you fucking make hand over fist selling it. Mm-hmm. So this family that designs menus also will do the thing where if you've got your world famous, so your signature, your original, when you're using that sort of marketing wording on a menu – it might be highlighted by a little
2: box around it, so that it jumps out at you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Or like a little asterisk by the side, right? Kind of a thing. It's like a signature, like yeah. just right. House just favorite.
0: Because, like, other than that, you are just looking at like a pile of words, and we're used to the flow and the way that everything should, you know, be designated and present on a menu. But you can get that really overwhelming feeling because, like, menus can be. Total chaos mm-hmm. I don't know if you've worked at places with menus Where you're like what the f- like? How- I-, I can't even fucking keep track Of what's going on on this menu
2: <laughs> I mean, I the only place and we're going to talk about it that had the menu on the wall was Buca de Beppo Yeah, Bucca Bell, um, Bell And I'm going to tell you, people were fucking confused irate, like mad being like, what do you mean I have to turn my head and look at the wall and see <laughs> Like people were fucking pissed off and then you'd be like, I'll kill you and then right here be like, I'm here to guide you, I'm here for you, we're going to get through this Together, you know. Eventually, they like changed it. Then, like the menus were on your placemat, you know. And then, and then they like now. I think now they have a whole like menu, like a whole multi-page laminated menu.
1: We just emailed um, you the menu. We
2: emailed you. <laughs> Download <laughs> yeah, our email.
1: app. That is yep. what's
2: happening now. Call that back. is the world now. But yeah, I think there there is a lot of chaos out there, you know, especially going and dining at places like maybe places that are like um more delicious ethnic cuisine, you know? Absolutely. There's a lot. There's so much.
0: There's so much and there's so much variance, and eating out is such a personal experience. And you like like what you're saying with Buka's old menu being on the wall, like mm-hmm. that absolutely rocks anyone's world who's a control freak and wants it to be just like the favorite restaurant they're used to right and they lose their fucking shit the right
2: chalkboard. but it's also like you're tr- tr- the, you're trying yeah. to be like you're trying to be like provided with an experience at the same time which menus do right? Absolutely. And I know this is on here, but if we want to talk about the, the like the chaotic insane menu that is the Cheesecake Factory. Should oh, we well, I was just
1: thinking about that. that I mean, you haven't been there in a really long time, but I mean, it, it was like reading the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. Except for boring,
2: you know. <laughs> it's
1: the portions it's, there were just the they're not fair. They're just ridiculous. It's they're just,
0: not. Yeah, and and I now that they have the <laughs> calories on there too, which like I'm sorry, you know, you're eating in a classy yeah. place not about that.
1: We, we know that it's bad for us.
0: It was just like, no, I get it. I get that. Like my pants aren't gonna fit by the time I go to the bathroom the first time while I'm here. Okay, I get it. I get it. It's your fault. When we see a menu, what is
2: the flow we expect to see? Right at the very top. Appetizers Like top left Soup And then like Salads under that Then like Sandwiches under that Then on the right side You're gonna have Like your Like you said Your entrees Mm -hmm. Maybe in like To like a little lower And then maybe Desserts on the bottom right If it's all together Secondy Secondy Yeah right Oh Oh Okay Firsty That's very true
0: That's actually A very good point Mm Hmm. Yep, the Italian adipasti, you know, and then desserty. So, So, right, exactly. There is a psychology that happens when you've got a two-page menu that's open. And so, again, you're going to use that upper right hand, and you're going to have a flow that makes sense, like, what we're used to. Now, in, like, a lot more modern restaurants where they're just giving you, like, the small, like, piece of paper,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you've got to make it flow that way as well – there are um, a couple things that help people spend more and make really sort of strategic decisions. Basically, um, this is a big this is a big thing for your menu. Remove a dollar sign from next to the number. It studies show that customers spend more when the price is presented as a standalone number.
2: Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. It doesn't feel aggressive, right? I agree. It's I, like my, it. I do I do like that more.
0: It's more streamlined. Basically, there's a magic number for items in each per food category. So at fast food joints, which is not really what this podcast is all about, but it's like, you know, maybe like six items in a category Uh, for nicer joints. It will be seven items in a category. And that's like really where it tops out. And then, you know, maybe 10 main courses tops. And that's probably going to have like a pasta, a fish, a vegetarian, a pork and a beef and a chicken, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. There's so much. Oh God. Okay. And if you're really streamlined, uh, basically menus with big fonts is, is going to be popularized because everyone needs to be able to see it. It needs to look crisp, inviting. And then they're saying no more than 20% white space between, you know, categories and lines. And this will improve your dining experience. But like, have you ever been at a place that that offers like a super over the top hundred dollar item that's just sort of like smack in the middle of the menu for no fucking reason?
2: Um, I have, and it's usually
1: like the coda beef.
2: Yeah, for me, I, it, it makes me think of um um three dots and a dash in Chicago, which is this amazing tiki bar. And they had this, like, huge, delicious, like, punch, this huge... It was, like, they called it, like, a treasure chest punch. And it was kind of at the bottom on its own, and it was kind of, like, surrounded by, like, swirly... Because they had, like, images of, like, palm trees and really fun stuff on their menu. Their menu was beautiful. But you could get on, and it was, like, this, like, $200 drink you could order. And I think there was, like, a little treasure chest next to it that was so enticing and appealing that you were just, like... What kind of person would I be if I could afford that? You know, that's what they're doing with it. <laughs>
0: well, Someday. You hit the nail on the head with that. Um, something like that, while it may actually exist and they'll make it, but they don't get a whole lot of orders for it. It's considered a decoy item mm-hmm. that's placed on a menu to be really aspirational. Mm-hmm. And it gives you a hit of dopamine just because it exists, and you're like, like Sean was saying, like someday I'll come back and I'm gonna order that when I strike it big.
2: Well, and it's not only that; it's like if someone if there's a if there's a price point that is like a two hundred dollar steak, and you're like, that's crazy, but I think I'll get the seventy five dollar steak instead. Like that's what they're doing. That's what Mm -hmm. they're doing, and and that's Mm -hmm. another
0: big part of it too. Is usually, uh an over overpriced item especially on a wine list or say your steaks or entrees it's right in the middle where it doesn't flow from least expensive to most the most expensive entree will be smack dab in the middle so when you suddenly thought like maybe that $28 chicken entree looked a little pricey but then you see uh, yeah a hundred dollars <laughs> almost like
1: a disclaimer
0: it is a disclaimer and you go back and you're like okay okay 28's not that bad considering shit can get up to $200. Right. They know. Who they know. was
1: this chicken?
0: I mean <laughs> I mean, were they somebody? Did people care about them? <laughs> if this if this clocks with anyone else, they've done the research. They know the science that when you open up a two-page menu, you do a reverse Z pattern. We as humans naturally do this. Our eyes gravitate usually toward the priciest dish just to be like not doing it how crazy is this restaurant going to be am i somewhere i can't
2: afford Mm -hmm. do you do that sometimes i mean my eyes kind of go everywhere i'm very specific like and i'm also like admittedly and now not just me people like check out menus before they go out to eat places now because that's the world we live in right so it it is also kind of the thing it's like do you just save it you just save the menu for like when you get there and like don't spoil it for yourself but i'm a very specific like i open it up and i'm like i'm like i go left and then down if, if it, that's the kind of menu it is if not right. i just go from the top down
1: you know like if it's something specific like italian or french or whatever i might not look at it because i know i'll like something there if it's like you know oh uh, it's uh, mike's cafe it's like well i don't know what, what the, the fuck gonna... does mike do <laughs> There could be anything there.
0: Yeah, so you might want to check it out in then you advance. Check. Absolutely. Uh, so, but apparently, people do the re- the reverse Z, where they start and immediately look top right, top left, bottom right, bottom left. I think for me personally, when I go into a place I don't know a whole lot about, I'll do a quick scan and quickly kind of be like, I think this place is too expensive, and do the sort of sheepish like, hey, we're gonna come back. Why do we say that? Why do we do that when we walk out? Um, Yeah, they're like, fuck you. You don't like our menu, you know, which is totally fair.
2: It's also fair for you, someone to walk in and look at a menu and decide not to eat there.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So another thing about menus that kind of drives me a little bit crazy is when they have no price.
1: Mm. Yeah, that sucks
0: that is a panic situation for homegirl. Can we home get to girl. the part
2: that's going to make me even crazier that you have yeah. written below it? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you had this here, written here, and so, yeah. yeah, not having prices on the menu is like, you know, it's, I think we all know that that's kind of like reserved for like, upper class places. Like Absolutely. Like fine dining. We all know what we're getting into when there aren't any prices, which is fine. You know, sometimes you want to have nights like that. In normal restaurants, there's two types of menus um, without prices that are mostly used in the 70s and 80s. The blind menu and then you said here the women's menu. Okay. Yep. So these menu contained all the same items as regular menu except that the prices weren't listed. The blind menu is distributed to guests at business meals where hosts don't want the diners to see the prices or any type of dinner where the host Feel that having the prices listed would make The guests feel like uncomfortable Right got it so Until the early 1980s some High-end restaurants had two menus Divided by gender a regular menu With prices listed for men and a Second menu for women which did not Have the prices listed Take a breath (laughs) It was called the ladies Menu so that the female Diner would not know the prices Oh holy shit so basically they're oh my god. Discrimination lawsuits were brought up because of these. But basically it was just like, um, they didn't want the menu with the prices on it for women because they were left feeling humiliated and incensed. <laughs> um Jesus Christ, that's fucking crazy to me.
0: I just just or just this assumption that like they can't pay for it themselves. Right. That's anyways. what I was thinking.
1: Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, don't bother them with how much things cost. The
0: man with the big black Amex is going to scoop it up anyways. Okay, so basically what you're saying is, so there was a woman named Kathleen Bick. She took a male business partner out to dinner at L'Orangerie in West Hollywood. And after she got a woman's menu without prices, and the man got the menu with prices, even though she was the one who was buying... She basically got a hold of Gloria Allred. Uh-oh. Yeah, and, yeah. yep, basically filed a discrimination lawsuit on the grounds that the women's menu went against the California Civil Rights Act. Um, it, it, like what you said, feeling humiliated and sensed like she can't have a job where she has a, enough money in her bank account to take a male coworker out to meet. Like, so yeah, fuck that shit. Oh! I do have to say this, guys. I do have to say this quote. This was taken from um, an article on The Hustle. And basically, after everything we've talked about, streamlined, really well thought out psychological menus. They say, take the Cheesecake Factory, whose 21-page menu is the stuff of fast food legend. Its menu is bulky, confusing, and riddled with a hellscape of fonts and garish-looking ads. What the menu does is it overwhelms a person, Rap says. But even this menu mayhem is still a purposeful design. Unless you're a cheesecake factory aficionado, you will usually turn to your servers for help and then your servers can basically upsell you. Because you're like, this is a giant, you know, like you said, Declaration of Independence you know forefathers and forefathers before that I will take the chicken dish
2: that's really interesting <laughs> what happens that at like the pur- end? purposely making you crazy I never even thought about that but it makes so it makes so much sense
0: that's to me now that's fucking nuts that there are like pages when someone orders something that's not meant to be ordered they're like oh we're out of that tonight because it doesn't
1: exist
0: yeah, oh, yeah. and speaking of not existing how about secret menus
2: Oh yeah I love a secret menu
1: I never know when they exist I mean
2: Well you're not in the club but I think that they're kind of underground I think Uh, everybody knows like In-N-Out has like an underground I think a lot of like Thai places Have secret menus for like Actual Thai people who like Want like Crickets for dinner, they want the good, good stuff. It's true, like yeah. you know, there's there's secret menus everywhere. I think you just have to ask, just everywhere you go out to eat, just be like, Do you guys have a secret menu? I think that's just the rule of thumb.
0: What, what's what is the uh, is there protocol for that? Are you like, Hey,
2: got any secret food? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: That's what I think you should do Just be it's like, a word. And is there another secret menu I don't know about And you know if it lands one time In your favor I think it's worth it Fuck <laughs> fucking yeah, yeah And then of
0: course there are the places With no menu whatsoever Is that like the omakase or what is the You know where you're just like The chef is going <laughs> to Dictate what we eat
1: yeah, Make me an omelet Yeah <laughs>
2: No no you're thinking of a cruise
0: I'm
1: sorry
2: There are places you can go Just be like chef's choice Like they'll give you the option It's a tasty um, It's usually and it, I mean a lot of the times It's like it's not like quite prefix But it's kind of a prefix um, And prefix menus are also Something to talk about And really fun um, But yeah I love it I love a just Just like Just give me what you want to give me It's fun And that's the difference between you and
0: I. I'm a control freak.
2: (laughs) It's never fun. I need to know.
0: And we'll end on this thought it is the fall and winter season right now. So I know a lot of you have had the opportunity to probably do that fun shift we all do as servers when we have to go in early and eat all the new menu items. Mm, Yeah. I I do love a menu tasting, it's pretty fun. You're pissed that you're there, but sometimes if your boss is cool, they'll like start pulling, you know, pouring a glass of wine that pairs with it
2: or giving (laughs) you a beer. Yeah. I mean, that's the best part is when you get to do pairings with it. Like, that's the fun part.
0: It's so great. And we as servers, you know, especially at more elevated places, are expected to know that and have hopefully tasted things and can have opinions about the food. So, you as a customer, we as diners, just in general, let's have this takeaway. Making a menu is a total Science. Okay, mm. there's a lot of thought and talk that went behind what the dishes will be that are representative of the ingredients available, and that's going to be on there for a seasonal a seasonal amount of months. You know, and please, I think we all as servers, a, a menu is not a suggestion of what's possibly for dinner. It is pure tested and reviewed Okay it's there on purpose It is not for you to say like Could I take the chicken from this dish But then take the mushrooms From the fish dish and can You make what I want and you're like why did You leave your house yeah Sorry
2: sorry that we like worked for Sorry that your chef worked for like five years Putting this onion together and it's like not enough For you sorry
0: oh you have a better Idea how this would go together Okay how dare you First of all And the answer is no But Anyways Menus huh
2: Menus I want to go out to eat I love I love menus I fucking love a menu I'm just gonna I just like I like read I mean I I just like a dissection I might just go read Some menus for therapy After we're done recording
1: (laughs) Yeah Me too
2: We get online, read
0: those menus. And hey, everybody out there formatting for uh, iPhones, you can do it. Try a little bit harder. You can format (laughs) your online menu.
2: Yeah, people shouldn't have to download it to view it. I'm just going to say that right now. Let's get
0: that out there. And of course, I wanted to talk about amazing menu fails, but we'll just post a gallery on Instagram because they're funnier to look at than they are to say.
2: Awesome. Well, good. Good episode. Good way to talk about the fucking menu. I good really work. found a lot of info about it. It was so good. Uh, Sean, thanks so much for being here.
1: Oh, it was a blast. Thank you, ladies.
2: Yeah, yes. yeah. You, I'm, sure, I'm assuming you guys are gonna just get some uh, pickup from California Pizza Kitchen uh, tonight. Um yeah. I would if oh, I yeah. were you. Just saying. I mean,
1: she's never been there?
2: Yeah. Might uh, go to the local freezer section. I think we Sam gotta experience. go. My god well you guys as always thanks for listening if you want please send those server submitted stories our way uh if you haven't already please check out lastpodcastnetwork.com all the shows they have to offer there it's all so great. Oh boy, Breck. Well, you know what we say at the end of every episode. Indeed, uh, Godspeed and good tips. Keep it real. Read those menus. Wipe, wipe them down. Holy shit. Have wipe a good down week. Or <laughs> throw
0: them out. <laughs>